Poise for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In this episode of Poised for Exit, we have a special guest host joining us who will be interviewing a client of hers on how to grow your business through strategic acquisition. But first, we'll hear from our sponsors, Village Bank and Sunbelt Business Advisors. Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, Village Bank would like to welcome you to their village. Village Bank is an entrepreneur's bank built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. Village is ready to help businesses grow and make a community strong. If you want a bank that understands what it takes to build something special and puts relationships first, connect with Village. Follow Village Bank on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit www.villagebankonline.com. Dot bank. Again, that's villagebankonline.bank. It takes a village to accomplish business goals. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with our guest interviewer, Lisa Meyer, who's a business broker at Sunbelt Business Advisors, and her client, Jeff Ron, who is president and owner of On Time Service Pros. Lisa and Jeff, welcome to Poised for Exit. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Great to have you. Well, Lisa, you are going to be interviewing Jeff today. I'm interested to hear about Jeff's story and all of the things that you've done uh, together as a team in helping him to grow by acquisition, which is a really great topic to cover. We haven't covered it on the show for a long time, and I think that it's a good, viable way for a lot of business owners to think about growth. Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Jeff, it's good to see you again. It's been a few months since we were together and working on the closing of Controlled Air. You've been really successful at building your business uh, through growing through acquisition and, and acquiring new businesses. Could you share with us the background on, on your business and how it's grown over the years? Yeah, so we're uh, three businesses in one. We're uh, heating and air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical. And we also do uh, home security and automation through the business. Um, and, you know, we started out basically just doing marketing. We do re- all residential service. We were doing marketing a lot, and uh, marketing slowed down. It doesn't pull as well. So uh, actually a, a manager I once had told me that, 
one of the best things to do is just put some money aside from your marketing fund and, and start buying smaller businesses and, and growing through acquisition. Great. Um, how long does it typically take you from the time that you identify a business that you want to purchase until you actually close on the business and, um, you know, any challenges that you faced along the way in that buying process? Yeah, I think, you know, it usually goes pretty fast. If you have a, a, a person, uh, the first couple of businesses we did, they wanted to get out of the business and uh, one retired and the other wanted to go and work for somebody else. He was tired of owning his own business. They were small companies. I think that it might have taken a month to close everything on those. Um, the one that we just did went really fast. You know, if, if you have a willing seller and a willing buyer, we have uh, you can make a deal work pretty fast. Mm. Interesting. And uh, as far as, as difficulties, we and you might run into this with dealing with owners, I went down the road with a couple of owners, and about a week before we closed, they called me and said, you know, I decided I'm not going to sell it anymore. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stay and keep working it. So then you spend all this money on lawyers and putting everything together and, and it just walks away. So that's probably the biggest thing. Can I ask a question about that? Okay. So in your, in your opinion, Jeff, because you've been, you've been down the short a few times, you've met a lot of different sellers. I know we've talked about this before. Do you have an idea of what the reasons might be why they would back up out at the last minute? I don't. I think it's probably everybody's a little different. I think sometimes just the fear of what do I do next or what what is the next phase of my life going to be? And they get nervous that now the, the thing they've been doing the most for their entire life is going to be gone. And so I think they just get nervous about, you know, they're just not prepared for, for the next step. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's a stumbling block. For sure. Absolutely. When you think about uh, the businesses that you're looking at that are that you've identified, how do you value those businesses, and what is important that they have, and and what would you say are some of the red flags? I think the most important thing when I look at a business is I like to meet the owner of the business or the person who runs the business, and know if they're great customer service. That's what we are. That's what we look for, and then it's going to be a good handoff from their ownership to our ownership. If uh, if there's somebody who's not involved with the business or doesn't really care about the customers or anything like that, it's probably going to be a harder blend mm -hmm. for us. So I like doing typically smaller businesses where it's a one, two, maybe three man operation. And, uh, you know, the, the first two we did, um, they called some of their longtime customers to let them know that we were buying the company and to still support us and all that kind of stuff. So when you run into something like that, you know, there's going to be some success. Sure. Mm -hmm. You've had you've had some success too with the letters that you would write to to their clients. Yeah, we have a whole yeah. a whole plan in place for acquisitions. You know, we we purchase the business, we get an agreement with the owner that will sell that as soon as we purchase it, we're going to send a letter from them saying that we decided to have Jeff's company take care of you. Then we follow that up with a letter from us to the customer saying, you know, We'd like to be the company you choose. Here's a, a discounted coupon for future use. And then we just get out to the house, and our guys are amazing at what they do, and they take great care of the customers, and we can have customers for life from it. Makes sense. Yeah. So I have a question about how the two of you work together then, because I know that you're part of a franchise, yeah. and the franchise knows that you're interested in acquiring additional operations. Uh, how is it that Lisa helps you with that process? Well, it came along where she was uh, the broker on a business that I was very interested in. I actually used to work there for a time, oh. and uh, I got kind of my start doing work there. And uh, 
So when it, when it came up, I was very excited to get involved with, with purchasing it. And it, our franchise doesn't have anything to do with if we buy businesses or not buy businesses or marketing or any of that kind of stuff. So it just worked out really well. Yep. Yeah. So early on, we have a, a buyer-seller meeting, and they have the opportunity to you know see if it's a good fit for, for both the seller and the, and the buyers and see if the... You know, opportunity makes sense, especially yeah. when you're looking at uh, acquiring and, and trying to integrate with other businesses that you already own. Yeah. And it, like I said, I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, if I can get along with the owner, it's just like hiring employees. You know, I mean, if, if we get mm-hmm. along and we have a good conversation mm-hmm. and everybody's happy, then it's probably going to work out really well. If if you feel some static in the middle there, there's probably not a, not a good deal coming. I know we've talked a little bit about integrating. Is there anything with the integration of businesses that you found really doesn't work that you've tried with some, you know, of your acquisitions that you would definitely say, I'm not going to do this next time? Or I, you know, ours have really worked out well because it's always been people that want to get away from the business after they sell it. I think that I would stay away from, you know, one of the gentlemen who pulled out. I mean, he was explaining to me how I needed to run it like this and how they're, <laughs> it's better to take care of the customers doing this. And I knew he, he wouldn't be able to stay in the business if, if he left so or if we purchased it. So, And that might also be a sign that he's not ready to give it up, right, that, that he has to tell me how I should be running the business once I buy yeah. it from him. So, right. Yeah. So is that um, um, kind of a criteria for you with, with all of them is that you really don't want the seller to stay on? You'd rather have just cash them out? Yeah, I think that yeah. it works the best. I, you know, sure. We've had we the first business that was purchased by us the the owner stayed on to do sales and and it was always like head to head type of stuff mm-hmm. and that was before I was the owner but it was we told him from the beginning he should just retire because you know I don't know why you're not doing it my way was sure. was usually what he would say so yeah, yeah. what about uh, when you purchase a business and the brand names for each of the businesses that you have. Uh, is it you know important to keep the name uh, separate, or do you tend to over time consolidate? Yeah, we tuck it in immediately. We we take over their website and we direct their website right to us. We uh, all their phone lines, everything comes directly to us. Everything's ported in. All of our call center knows if a, a call comes in from those numbers, it shows that it was the previous business, and so that way the call takers know not to well you called the wrong place. They know that we are that place now. And uh, I think it's the most honest way to run it, and everybody seems to do well with it. And then when it comes to your culture, how do you go about, you know, merging between all of the different businesses to, to create a strong culture and, and continue to have your strong culture that you've already created? Yeah, we uh, – so we run – to me, it's just one big business. You know what I mean? You have electricians, you have plumbers, you have HVAC techs, but we run it all basically the same in, in – uh, our hiring process is probably not like most places. You know, if I do the hiring or the interview, I might not even talk to them about what they do because I know if you're a plumber, you know how to plumb. It's more the personality and attitude I'm looking for. So, you know, we hired a guy I talked to him about his cowboy boots for probably a half hour, and we ended up hiring him because he was had good knowledge of cowboy boots, I guess. But, you know, if you can <laughs> right. talk about cowboy boots for a half hour, you're probably going to be a good worker. So, yeah. It sounds like you've got very good intuition right, into whether a person's going to fit in your culture or not. Yeah, like I said, I think the most important thing is uh, personality and attitude. And if, you know, ask them questions about, you know, like some of the scripted HR-type questions, I don't think really gets there. You know, I'd rather Mm -hmm. find out what they do on weekends or hobbies or whatever. And 
mm-hmm. get them comfortable so that then you can see their real personality. So Jeff, how, can you tell us a little bit more about your process with integrations and the systems when you are acquiring businesses? Yeah, so everything, you know, we have kind of a structure to almost everything we do at work. And uh, so it starts in the very beginning when, when somebody comes and says, you know, I want to sell my business for X. You know, I want to know how many calls I've had over the past so many years. So we know, we know what our KPIs are. We know what our numbers are going to be for, for running calls. So I know that if they ran X number of calls, we're going to sell 20% memberships uh, for, for doing maintenances and stuff like that. We're going to sell, of all those calls, we're going to sell 15% are going to turn into leads. Of those leads, we're going to sell you know probably 70% of equipment, and we know what our average tickets are going to be. So I have a sheet that we use every month to figure out what we're going to do for our business, and I just start putting their numbers into our numbers into the number of calls they ran, and that's how I figure out the value of a business, and and it, it holds pretty true. So then when we buy the company, what we do is, like I said, we have a, a letter that we send all the customers for the for the prior owner, thanking them for their business, all that kind of stuff. Then we have another letter that we send out, and then. After that, we start adding everything, the marketing, all their stuff pointing to our company. Um, as far as integrating, we've only one time now have we integrated employees, and uh, we knew the employees from previous times, and, and so we just brought them in and we gave them, brought them up to the pay they should be, which all of them ended up getting pay raises, which is good. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ended up with better benefits, they ended up with better uh, vehicles and everything. So they were, they were pretty happy with how everything worked out. That's good. That was going to be another question was on the benefits and how that worked. So was that easy? I mean, how did that transition yeah, go? We were, we, we spent some time ahead of time and, and got it set up where they were able to, instead of having a waiting period for their insurance, they were able to join our insurance right away. We had it set up where the 401k normally would be so many months that they'd have to wait, but they were able to get their 401k switched over to us right away. Um, you know, I want everything to be as, as easy for them as possible because it's already a shock. You know, you come on, come back from work one day and walk into the office and the boss says, you don't have a job anymore, but these guys will hire you if you want. I mean, that's that's a big deal for somebody who, who works every day. So mm-hmm. we want to make it as stre- uh, stress-free as possible. Absolutely. That sure sets you up to be a great boss. Yeah, it makes me look good, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> not just that, but because you're doing it for the right reasons, you know, and yeah. people know that. Well, one of the things I benefit from is I was on the other side of the table more than I've been on this side of the table, you know, because I've been laid off before and I've had all these other things happen. So I know what it's like to go through it. And so, you know, I just think that it, I think a lot more like them than the prior owners would. So, um, Yeah, and I'm sure the prior owners appreciate that, too, and to know that they're know that their employees are going to be taken care of. Yeah, I mean, you know... It really comes down, you know, especially with these smaller businesses, it's like families. And so if you can do everything you can to bring them into your family and and, and make them feel good about it, you know, you're going to have good employees and, and good employees are hard to find. So anything you do to keep them, you should be doing. Absolutely. Agreed. So you talked about a seller walking away late you know, in, in, in the process, how about any situations where you decided that you wanted to walk away, you weren't interested in purchasing the business anymore? What, what were those situations and why did you decide it wasn't a good fit? You know, one of them I walked away on because it just kept dragging on longer and longer. And every time we thought that we had an agreement, then all of a sudden he came up with something else he wanted to change. And 
to me, it wasn't going anywhere. So I just called him up one day and said, you know, I'm just done. I, I don't want to deal with it anymore. So best of luck to you. And I hope you success. You know, I don't have anything against people. It's a, it's a business deal. It's not a personal thing. So I just figured at that point, it's not going to go anywhere. And if it does, it's just going to be a headache. So I'm done with that. I think to your point earlier too, Jeff, where you were talking about, you know, we, you said fear, and I agree with you 100% that that's one of the reasons why some of those deals didn't come together because the seller changed their mind and had, you know, a second, like, what do I do next? And that's very common for that to happen. So it's probably similar to that, right? You were feeling like, okay, well, clearly this seller is feeling fear. So if that's the case, then I'm not interested anymore. Not just them. They haven't said it, right? Right. But they probably are acting like it. And so you just read that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, the other side is, you know, I'm not a, a huge negotiator. I think almost every deal I've ever done has been basically what they were asking for. So, you know, to me, if I'm already going to go that far, then I just don't want a bunch of headaches with the negotiations on when the closing's got to be and how we've got to do this and how we've got to do that. So I would rather just walk away because if you're a headache now, you're probably going to be a bigger headache later on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that can happen, no doubt. I'd just like to ask one final question of you, if that's okay. Sure. So with the acquisitions that you've made and looking into the future, are you positioning yourself to make more acquisitions or what are your thoughts on the future? Yeah, I would like to do... I always say I'd like to do like one to two small companies a year. Okay. Um, this last one that we just did was a big company, and so it might take us a little while before I'm ready to jump back in. But, you know, you can find some great businesses. If it's a one-man uh, company, you know, I mean, you might be able to pay it, you know. I know the first company we bought was like 60000 which, you know, maybe a lot, but, you know, that was basically a month's marketing fee. So, you know, we just bought it outright, paid him cash, and, and uh, our business in the territory he worked in, Hudson, Wisconsin, just grew enormously that, I mean, almost like the next day. That's the great mm -hmm. thing about acquisitions is, you know, marketing, you slowly drip, 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 gain customers. I mean, it, it, it made Hudson, Wisconsin maybe our third biggest area wow. throughout the course of a year. And I mean, it was maybe our fifth or sixth largest territory prior to that. So. It's just an immediate impact on your business. And mm -hmm. the one thing I would say is you got to make sure you have the capacity to get the full amount from it. Because if you don't have enough people answering the phones or running the calls, you're going to spend all this money and those people are going to end up calling somebody else. So you have mm -hmm. to be able to have the capacity available for that. And your claim to fame is on time. Yeah, always mm -hmm. on time. Yeah, mm -hmm. And, you, you know, so a lot of times the fear is, you know, you're going from a, a company of one or two guys to a company of, you know, we're currently around 85 and it's going to be a worry because, you know, we charge more, but we've got more benefits and we've got more reasons for our charges. Customers love, if you're on time and you take care of them, they, they don't care really who the last guy was. They're just glad you're there. So mm -hmm. it, it helps our business a lot. Absolutely. Well, and you've built a great reputation around that because you're consistent. Yeah. Got to be consistent. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, we've reached the time in the show where I think that it's um, a good idea to just talk about takeaways and, and action steps that maybe some of our listeners might be able to take advantage of. So, Lisa, if you've got a couple of action items that you could make recommendations on, and maybe even Jeff has one or two. So whether you're looking to grow your business through acquisition or get a better understanding of what your business is worth, we can help you at Sunbelt. If you are interested, you can call me at 612 361 Four nine one eight. Fantastic, Jeff. How about you? On time no, service pros. On time service pros. Yeah, uh, 
is our website, on-time service pros. We service uh, from Hudson, Wisconsin to Chaska, down to New Prague, over to Cannon Falls. Um, heating and air, plumbing, electrical, home security, home automation. And uh, we're always on time. That's our way. And thank you for being on the show and sharing your story and all the success that you have achieved and more to come. And for our listeners, you can always find this episode and all the other episodes of Poised for Exit at poisedforexit.com. We really appreciate you following and subscribing. Please share and review and join us next time.